All right, Connection Point Church, welcome to our online experience. I'm joined uh, with Ashley Green today. Woo-woo. And uh, like, like last week and the week before that, um, what we're going to do today is we're just going to uh, go through, we're going to continue the series we've been going through. In fact, we're going to conclude the series, Be Light, today. We've been going through the Sermon on the Mount. And so Ashley is here and Ashley kind of represents you all. And so I want to make sure I can see, I'm a little behind on y'all, but I can see your reactions. We want to make sure that you are reacting, that you are interacting with us, um, that you can talk to each other. And Ashley's response is, as we go through the text, I'm going to be asking her questions. And she kind of represents you. So she's an opportunity to uh, just kind of react to the text and interact with it because we do think that the Bible is living and active in our lives. And so this response today is really what we want to focus on. Uh, Before we jump into the text, though, Ashley, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm here. Well, good. And I'm glad that you're here. (laughs) Um, My first question to you is, uh, what do you think about this online experience? What's your favorite thing about uh, doing church online? So my favorite thing... um especially when I'm at home for the online experience is that I can stay in my pajamas or in my sweatpants. This is like the first time that I've like straightened my hair and like put makeup on in a couple weeks probably. Well, I'm glad that, you know, Hey, every once in a while you've got to do that. You know, for me, what I miss, what I miss most about the live experience is I miss the, not one of the things I miss most is the cover song. Oh yeah. And so I was thinking this week we need to get Joey to do some cover songs throughout the week. And, News to Joey. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, y'all interact, but let me know what you think. My idea is that Joey should uh, should do I Saw a Tiger by Joe Exotic. That's the cover <laughs> that we should do next week. So y'all give me a thumbs up if you are on board with that idea. And Joey, I'm sure he's going to learn that. He's probably going to figure out what I'm talking about and then do that. Uh, so anyway, you haven't seen uh, you haven't seen no, it yet. No, oh, That's all right. I'm behind the times. Well... I'm not recommending that. Anybody watch that show, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, then forget it. So here we go. I'm going to, um, to, to just begin this uh, message. We're going to conclude this series today like I was talking about. Um, we've been going through Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and the Sermon on the Mount is Jesus' most important sermon. It is, a, I mean, it is a summary of all of his beliefs, and it's so interesting once you kind of dig into it of, of how he is calling us to what God all along has been doing. And so in the Old Testament, God gave us the Torah or the law. And the law was uh, a way that people who received this, they loved it because they saw God as their savior. They got, saw God as, as everything. And so the Torah or his law was a way in which they could align their hearts to their actions. They, God said, I want you to do this. And they loved living it out. But over time, their hearts begin to drift, but they still have this law. And so they begin to say, okay, I'm going to try to be good. But their heart wasn't with God anymore. And so the law or the Torah kind of became a weight. And so even in the Old Testament, the prophets began to say, you know, God is going to do something new. And God even began to speak through these prophets. And he would say, I'm going to write my law on your heart so that it will no longer be a weight to you. But you'll begin to, to... be aligned with, your outward actions will be aligned with my heart. And so as we've gone through this uh, Sermon on the Mount, we see that's exactly what Jesus has been calling us to. Jesus uh, starts off by, by telling us, hey, you are blessed. Hey, you are the light of the world, that you are my people. And if you are my people, you should seek holiness. And then he begins to define holiness. He says, you've heard it said, do not murder, which is an outward part of the Torah. It's an action. 
He says, but it's not just an outward thing. I don't even want you to hate in your heart. You've heard it said that you shouldn't commit adultery, but Jesus says, I, I don't even want you to lust in your heart. And so he begins to take these outward actions and he puts them back into our heart. I, if you're going to follow me, if you're truly going to be like, your heart is going to be aligned with your actions. Your heart is going to be aligned with God. He says, if you're going to pray, don't go out like the Pharisees who were a group that were known as the most righteous people. He says, don't go out like them and pray out loud. do this, then you don't have to worry about what you're going to eat, about what you're going to wear. God is going to take care of that. He goes on to say, if you do this, you don't have to worry about other people. You don't have to judge them. You don't have to worry. God will take care of you. And he sums it all up with this verse. He says, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 12, he says, so whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also for them, for this is the law of the prophets. And the point is, is that he's saying, if you want to sum up the Bible, it's that your heart should be aligned with your action. Because when I think about the actions I want others to do to me, it's not just that I don't want them to murder me, which I don't. Yeah. But I don't want them to hate me. I want their hearts to be aligned right. with their action. And so that's what Jesus says. He, 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 uh, and we ended last week with this idea that Jesus is calling us to align our hearts with our actions in the way that we interact with other people. We want to have the heart of God. And so... Today, we are going to talk about how we live differently in a crisis because we've been going through a crisis for the last few weeks. And, and one of the things that we're going to see today is that Jesus wants us to live different even in a crisis. He wants our hearts, not just our outward actions, he wants our hearts aligned with him. And a crisis is one of the, the easiest ways, the, um, the most clear ways that we can see if our heart is aligned with God or if we're just kind of pretending. And so I'm going to ask three questions to Ashley, and then I'm going to have her read a text, and then we'll just kind of discuss the text. Okay. The first question I'm going to ask um, that I think we should be asking ourselves right now is, what path am I on? And we're going to read... Uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 through 14, and you'll see that this is the question that we should, we should ask. So actually, if you would, read Matthew yeah. chapter 7, 13 and 14. So it says, um, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Okay, so here we have what I think might be one of the, the two or three hardest statements that Jesus ever gave us, okay? When you hear this, what, uh, how does it affect you? What do you think? Well, and especially going back to like that question of like what path are you on, um, there's no doubt. Like I look back at the last couple weeks, and because like I said, this is a good time to kind of evaluate, but I look back at the last couple weeks and I'm like, okay, th this has been hard. Like I'm not going to negate the fact that, that it's been hard and that it is hard for some people. I don't want to invalidate that. Um, but. I've been really challenged um, you know, being around somebody, people just all the time is hard. Um, but like, if I want 
them to extend grace to me, if I want them to have patience with me, if I want them to keep short accounts with me, I've got to do that for them. I have, like This is the greatest opportunity to show Jesus to my kids and to my husband um, while we're together 24-7 and to show them what it looks like to, lo- to, to show my kids what it looks like to follow Jesus in the hard times. And, you know, thinking back to like um, in verse 14, it says, for the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. I'm like, well, hard. I, like this is hard, right? But I think if I knew the end date of this, if I knew, you know, like so far schools have said we're, we're definitely closed until April 3rd. And I'm like, if I knew that that is for sure when this whole thing would be done, like we would go, life would go back to normal, I could probably deal with it. I, if I knew there was an end date. But the truth is I don't. I don't know how long this is going to be hard. Um, but it says those who find it are few. And there, like just, I underlined where it said those who find it. Because there's an intentionality with finding something. And so every day I have to find the path that I'm on. I can't just assume that... You know, it's it's going to be hard, but I'll figure it out. No, I have to find, like, the, the path of life every day. Yeah, you know, uh, for me, when I think about that, uh, as you were saying that, just that idea that it says the way, and it implies the whole way. It mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that just a part of the way is going to be hard. Right. Um, and so I think this is a great opportunity for us to really evaluate, hopefully right now, of what path you're on. One of the questions I've been asking myself is, is my response, is how I'm feeling, is it, does it reflect uh, what everyone else is going through? Yeah. Because if it does, that can be dangerous. That can mean I might be on the same path. I might not be on the narrow path like I think I am. Right. One of the groups that I've been thinking about a lot lately um, are the preppers. Uh, do you remember the, the preppers? Uh, for a long time, we thought people were crazy who were stocking up on all of these things, who were stocking up on uh, whether it be um, not more than toilet paper, but on, on canned goods, food, canned yeah. food, all that stuff. And we thought they were crazy. Right. But in their, in their heart, they knew, hey, when, when something happens, I am going to be ready. And now, even though they were living different now, in the crisis, it's kind of shown us that Nobody's, so crazy. Saying, yeah, nobody's saying they're crazy anymore. You might say that's a little extreme, but, but it doesn't seem as crazy. And so one of the things that uh, I've really evaluated this time is what path am I on? And I know that I can look and see, you know, financially, I look and I can, I can see, you know, I, I should have been saving more. I should have possibly been um, living with more margin. There are some areas where I'm feeling a strain just like everyone else. And so one of the things we should do when we read this passage is, is we should look and see, is my reaction, am I on the same path that everyone else? Because here's what I think. I think that many of us who believed we were people of the word, this week we've discovered, you know what, I haven't been running to God's word. Mm-hmm. Many of us who, who believed we were people who have a, a strong relationship with God, we haven't been running to God's word or to, to prayer. We haven't been seeking that first. Um, and then in our hearts, many of us who, who talk about um, the love that we feel from Jesus, the forgiveness, we've struggled to, to give that forgiveness to our families and to um, our coworkers and to our kids, our spouses. And so um, part of what this passage should do is it should kind of be a, sound an alarm. It should sound a, a wake-up call for us of this is a time where I need to really see, is my heart aligned with God? Am I on the path or am I just doing the actions? Because this week, it's kind of stripped away some of the, the, the heart issues. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's okay for us as parents to have a bad day or as a coworker to have a, a bad day or an employee to have a bad day. 
But we should not be living in unforgiveness. If we were living in anxiety, if you're living every day with, um, with unforgiveness in your heart, that should be an alarm for us. Right. That should really say, I might be on the, on the broad path. And so, uh, and so that's the first question that I would ask is, um, is are you living differently? Are you, uh, when you look at how you're feeling and, and, and where your heart is aligned, is, is it aligned with the broad path or is it truly living differently? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not crazy to forgive. It's not crazy to overlook an offense by your kid. It's not crazy to let some things go. It's not crazy to live differently. And so that's the first question is, what path are we on? This is a great opportunity to just simply ask that question. The second question, Ashley, that I'd like you to, uh, to answer is, what voices are we listening to? Mm-hmm. I want you to read uh, verse 15. And Jesus goes into a time where he's going to ask us about the voices. Read chapter, uh, yeah. verse 15. It says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Yes, and so he, he goes on to talk about the, the voices, the, the false prophets, because if you're going to walk the narrow path, you need to know whose voice you're going to follow. Um, this past week, and maybe thinking to the future, mm-hmm. what have you been doing to make sure that you are listening to the right Voices. Yeah. So I there's a podcast that um, I've always listened to, the Annie Downs. That sounds fun podcast. But she's been doing just a series of podcasts um, about. It's called the Quarantine Podcast. But she does it every day. She does it on Saturday because that's her Sabbath. Um, But she and Eddie Coffles from the International Justice Mission they get together and just for 30 minutes every morning they just talk about what each of their lives look like. You know, she's single, he's married with kids. Um, talk about what, what their days look like in quarantine, but also, and they talk about the humor in it, and, but they also talk about like the hard things about it. Um, but they always point back to truth. It's always just a, I like starting my day with that along with the word, of course, um, because it just, it helps shift my perspective, um, in where I, and where I am. And then the other thing is, um, I'm very fortunate to have great friends that speak truth to me. Um, one is, I mean, is Erica, Joel's wife. Um, yeah, you picked a good one. I chose a good one. <laughs> um, but like, I remember one day this week where I had started my day off right. You know, I, I was like, well, this is going to be a good day. I am blessed to spend this time with my kids. And then by like 10 o'clock, we were off the rails. And I had texted Eric and I said, hey, look, I'm having a hard day. This, this is hard. You know, I'm, I've over, I'm overwhelmed with anxiety. Um, th- I'm just overwhelmed. And she said, all, you know, she said, I hear you. Like she validated my, my feelings. And then she said, turn on worship music, put it on very loud and sing loudly. And by doing that, she just spoke truth to me. That's good. Um, and then one other thing is, um, there's another podcast I listen to, the Popcast, and Aaron Moon, who on Wednesdays we podcast. Yes, that's right. My wife so, has a T-shirt. <laughs> so Aaron Moon, um, who is part of that podcast, she has a website, and she it's she has it's called the We Gotcha Club, and um, she has people that submit their needs during this time. People that have been laid off, and they have financial needs, or maybe they have other needs, and they're on this Google Drive. They list their you know their name, their need, and. Um, what they uh, like their Venmo account or PayPal or whatever, and then p- random strangers go on and they meet those needs. And not that I have all this money to give, but it has been so encouraging to see. Oh, this person has this much in rent, and then you see, oh, these people send fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, and it's yeah. just like, man, this is the church. This is people taking care of people. That's good. Um, one of the questions I'd like y'all to uh, interact with and let us know 
is uh, let us know um, the voices, the godly voices that you've been listening to. Um, and you may recognize that if you haven't been listening to godly voices, that, that may be part of the reason you find yourself on the wrong path, that your heart isn't aligned to God, that you're having trouble to forgive. And so I'd love y'all uh, to, to interact with us. Let us know on, uh, on Facebook um, how you are listening to godly voices. All right, the, the third question, Ashley, is where are you spending time with Jesus? And, and what we're about to read, I think, is the scariest uh, statement that Jesus ever made. Every follower of Christ, every person who goes to church and, and thinks they're a good person should really, really read this carefully. Mm -hmm. If you would read uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23. Yeah, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Right. I think this is the clearest point in Scripture in which we find out that there are two types of people. There are good people and there are God's people. Mm. And when Jesus is talking about his follower, he is not talking about good people. He is talking about God's people. Now, both good people and God's people do good works. They do good things. They seek to be righteous. But God's people are aligned with God. They have a relationship. Yeah. Notice Jesus says, I do not know you. That is the number one question that we should be asking. And if you know somebody, if you have a relationship with somebody, then what you do is you spend time with them. And so the question, Ashley, that I want to ask you uh, about this is, where are you spent, where or when are you spending time with Jesus? So I've tried to um, be diligent this week about getting up before my kids, because um, once they're up, you know, the day's gone. Um, but getting up before my kids and spending time in the Word. Um, and I'll be honest, like for instance, yesterday, I didn't do it. I slept in, and by 10 o'clock, it was very obvious um, by my attitude. And so, um, but I try to do that. And then I've, I've just been reading through the Gospels, and particularly in Matthew, and, and I, I'm underlining where are where are people being obedient in the next right thing, in the next thing that Jesus tells them to do? You know, when, and I'm so encouraged by that when, when Jesus tells the disciples, come and follow me, and it says, and immediately they laid down their nets. When Jesus sees the man with the withered hand, and he says, stretch out your hand, and the man, it says, and the man stretched out his hand. And, um, you know, the disciples and that man and everybody else that Jesus came in contact with, they had no idea what the next two weeks for the next two months, for the next two years we're going to look like. They just knew that in that moment, this is what Jesus is asking me to do. And, and I can get very overwhelmed mm -hmm. with that hard, like we talked about at the beginning, I can get overwhelmed with this is going to be hard for, I have no idea what this is going to look like in two months or what the new normal is going to be once we're all back to, you know, whatever regular life looks like. But when I read that in the scripture and when I read when people are obedient and the next thing, I'm encouraged. You know what? I'm only called to today. Jesus right. is calling me to love my kids, to love my husband, to be light today. And that, that's yeah. all I have to do. Yeah, when we think about the, the narrow way, it's not one choice. It's every choice. But it's not every choice at the same time. Right. Uh, every person who was healed by Jesus, he would say that one thing. He'd say, stretch out your hand, stand up. And then they're going to have other choices they're going to have to right. make. But now they have this, this Savior. They, have, they know there's someone who can heal them. Right. And so they're going to seek to, to meet with him every right. single day. And that's I've just been challenged to know, like, um, or to, to really challenge in my heart and to, to kind of realign and, like, do a self-check. Like, is Jesus my Savior? 
Um, and is and he and is he my Lord? Like I'm I'm I can wave the flag. Jesus is my Savior all day. But like when I think about day to day, is Jesus the Lord of? Am I going to let Jesus be the Lord of me today? Am I going to trust Him to be the Lord of my day today, no matter how hard it gets? It's true. Um, and so, really, what I would also um, just encourage you is that if you have been living life trying to be a good person, uh, I want you to just read this this week. And uh, perhaps you realize, you know what, I might be a good person, but I am not God's person. I have not aligned my heart. I have not been spending time. I don't have a relationship with Jesus. And if that's you, I want to just encourage you this week to reach out to us. Reach out to me on Facebook. That's fine. And I would love to just talk you through uh, that decision to follow Christ and begin a relationship mm -hmm. with him. All right, so I'm going to conclude this, uh, um, this sermon or this message, this discussion, just by... Uh, I just want to real quickly um, ask us, so what are we going to do? How are we going to respond to this? Okay, I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to be honest about the path that I am on. And if I realize that I am not walking the path that, uh, that I should be, I'm going to pray for the Holy Spirit to give me the strength to make some changes this week, to align my heart with God. I'm also going to be careful about the voices that I let in. I'm going to choose to listen to godly, positive voices. And I might even choose time to sit in silence and let the Holy Spirit speak to me. But I'm going to tune out the negative voices, the ungodly voices. And the third thing I'm going to do is I'm going to be intentional with my time with Jesus this week. This is the most important thing I can do all day. This is the most important decision I can make all week is to spend time with Jesus. It affects every other decision I'm going to make. Well, I hope that this has been uh, an encouraging uh, discussion. I hope that you'll go back and reread the Sermon on the Mount this week and just realize that God is not just calling us to be good. He's calling us to be his people and to align our hearts with him. But when we do that, he has a promise that he will never leave us or forsake us when our heart is aligned mm -hmm. to his. I'm going to go ahead and close us in prayer and, uh, and we'll continue worshiping through uh, giving and through uh, music. Lord, I thank you so much for the opportunity we have to gather online. Lord, I pray for every single person hearing this message today. Lord, as we think about the, the past week and maybe we consider the upcoming week, uh, it could be that some of us are just in survival mode, Lord. And I pray that you'll give us grace as we just seek to get by. But Lord, I pray that this message will, will sound an alarm or call us to at least evaluate. Is our heart aligned with you? And Lord, I pray that some of us need to make uh, that need to make choices this week to, uh, to be more forgiving, to align our heart with you. I pray that you, our Holy Spirit, will give us the strength to do just that. Lord, I pray that this week will be a great week. I pray that even in the hard times, we'll be able to thrive this week and that we will be able to be light, that people will look at us and say there's something different, not in the way they're acting, but in how, in this, this inside out, that there's something about them that they're loving well. And Lord, I pray that that will draw others to you. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.